6.30 Chad Afternoons with Jalen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 6.30 Chad. All right, lots of talk about therapeutics for treatments of COVID-19 recently. On Monday, Health Canada approved the use of Paxlovid for adults uh, 18 and older who are positive for COVID-19 and are experiencing mild or moderate illness or who are at risk, a high risk of becoming more seriously ill. Now, companies right around the world and right here at home are busy to try to find more treatments for COVID-19. And it's happening. That work is being done right here in Edmonton as well. Alberta-based Resverlogics Corporation has just started testing an oral treatment for COVID-19 at the University of Alberta Hospital. We'll find out more this afternoon with Donald McCaffrey, who is the president and CEO of Resverlogics. Hi, Donald. Welcome to 630 Chad. Thank you very much. It's a pleasure to be here. Okay. Tell us about apabetalone. Am I saying it right first off, Donald? <laughs> yes, you are. And, and you did a very good job on the company name as well. You got Resverlogics <laughs> correct, which most people have a lot of problem with it. But. <laughs> It's, oh, uh, good news. it's unique. So tell us so about Apobetalone. Yes, my pleasure. Uh, we have been around for about 21 years uh, doing drug development in this area. And our main area happened to have been in cardiovascular, diabetes, uh, chronic kidney disease, and dementias. And these are all very much the high-risk categories of COVID. Mm-hmm. So... When COVID came along, a group of 27 universities got together and started studying how it's made up, how it attaches to the human body, and uh, studied 20,000 different drugs that could possibly be used to repurpose, and then published this uh, short list of 63 of them in, in the Nature publication. And we were number two on the list. So wow. it was quite... Uh, quite fascinating to uh, take our main drug program and be able to adapt it to COVID. So what, what, how does apobetalone then, then work? It has, it has some impact on, on inflammation in the body. So tell us how this would, would help when it comes to COVID. Definitely. Um, the other drugs you mentioned, there's been more talk of these therapeutic drugs because this uh, disease mutates so fast. You're on to your next uh, vaccine, etc. Vaccines have been extremely helpful in uh, reducing the spread of COVID, but they're not the final solution. We need a, a therapeutic. And so our approach is unique because our drug has a dual mechanism. It's published in the top publication in the world in cell. It's published as being a very strong antiviral. And that's a lot of what you're hearing now with these new drugs coming out from Merck and Pfizer. They're antivirals. <clears throat> and it makes sense. When you're attacking a virus, you would use an antiviral. However, we believe, uh, even though we showed stronger than remdesivir, which is one of the approved drugs right now, as an antiviral, we don't see it as our strength. We see the anti-inflammatory as our strength. If you think back... Uh, this is a two-stage disease. First, it's a uh, uh, virus, and then it's, uh, it turns on your uh, inflammation system, and your own body ends up attacking you, and it stays turned off. That's the problem. So you think back at the beginning of COVID, and 
we were all subjected to those horrible videos of uh, people in the ventilator rooms in yep. Spain and Italy and all over the place. I, I don't think we'll ever forget that. Those patients, however, did not have COVID at that time. COVID had come and gone. But while it was there, by about day five, it turned on uh, the inflammatory response in a, in a massive way, which is called the cytokine storm. And uh, in doing such, um, that's where the damage is done. Now, we had already been able to prove in published paperwork that we can reverse cytokine storms. Our patients were not COVID patients. They were uh, chronic kidney disease patients who had cytokine storm conditions. And we were able to turn it off in one day. And wow. that's the strength of this program. Because that's what's causing the problems. The hospitals are overloaded. And once they're overloaded, the economy gets shut down. And we just can't keep doing this. <laughs> so no, a no, therapeutic we can't. approach to this. <laughs> yeah. It's old. Donald I know. Don Everybody Don wants Don to get back there. <laughs> Everyone wants yeah. to get back to their life, right? You know, everyone wants to get back exactly. to uh, getting things done. Donald McCaffrey joining me this afternoon, the president and CEO of Resverlogic. So we know that um, some patients, about 100 patients, are, are going to be enrolled uh, into this program to test it further. Tell us about that. Yes, uh, so we have started that program. We uh, announced that this week. And our first patient in was at the University of Alberta Hospital in Edmonton. So we're very, very pleased with that. We'll soon have uh, patients in Calgary, Toronto, and at several sites in Brazil as well. So this trial should go fairly fast. Within the next 45 to 60 days, uh, we'll be able to, to see the results. And if they mimic what's been published on our drug, as well as what we've already done in our drug in non-COVID patients, we expect a very solid response. How expensive is the drug? Because, you know, there's been a, you know, it's it's great if we have a therapeutic. It's great if we have a therapy, uh, therapy but it has to be realistic uh, for people to be able to use, for countries to be able to, to buy. What is the price point on it? Well, that's where it gets even better. It's cheap. <laughs> so a lot of these competing drugs for antiviral, they're monoclonal antibodies. So they're literally alive. They're very expensive to make and uh, hard to transport, refrigerate, etc. Our pill will be about $7 a pill. Oh, wow. And it's taken twice a day for a month or less. And uh, very affordable. We've also entered into some announced programs where we will be giving it at cost to mm. uh, poorer countries in need. Donald, curious to know about uh, the production of it. Uh, we, <laughs> there's been a lot of talk in Canada, certainly over the past couple of years, about uh, our production capabilities when it comes to things like vaccine. What about producing the pill? Uh, Where is it being produced? Could it be produced here in Alberta? Uh, the answer is currently it's produced in Germany and the United States, and we are going to... Uh, move some of the production to Canada. Uh, with COVID, that's changed the whole landscape. Normally in a global drug, you'd have two, maybe three sites globally. But with the shutdowns we've seen here and the problems with supply chain, that model's changing. And uh, we want to make sure we have it at home as well.
What do, what does it feel like, Donald, to be kind of at uh, you know the the front and center of uh, the potential of a, of, a, of a therapy when it comes to dealing with COVID? It must be it must be exciting. It is exciting. Um, all along, it's been it's been quite the 21 years because <laughs> when you're doing these clinical trials and you see patients surviving because of the hard work of the staff at Reservologics, uh, that's a pretty good feeling. Donald, just a, a question that just came in from from one of my listeners, and 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 one. He's wondering about if this drug could have other potential uses, you know, for example, you know, maybe with people with fibromyalgia, especially because of that anti-inflammatory uh, effect. You know, you, you talked about this uh, having been developed for other purposes, you know, with kidney, diabetes, that sort of stuff. Has it expanded to say, hey, what else is out there when it certainly comes, uh, you know, with diseases that fall under that inflammatory, um, you know, umbrella? Yes, we've done uh, uh, a lot of work on that. We know where the low-hanging fruit is. So as soon as our main program here launches, uh, the main program being cardiovascular and and diabetes and uh, the metabolic diseases, we have several programs that we want to go in. Uh, Many of them are autoimmune-related inflammatory diseases. And this drug is actually uh, received now the top uh, designation by the FDA in the United States. So it is a breakthrough therapy designation, and it's attracting a lot of attention and a lot of potential partners. So we are quite excited about where this one and follow-on copies uh, can go. Um, timelines. Okay, so we have people uh, in, enrolled in this program right now. That is underway. How long until we know that this gets total thumbs up and we can move forward? And, you know, what, what is your timeline looking like? Our timeline for that is uh, sometime around May. We're hoping to have enough data to uh, do an emergency management use application with Health Canada. And Health Canada has been exceptionally good to work with. So we're, we're quite pleased um, with that progress. In the United States, it'll take about six months longer than that. And uh, uh, globally, people can join in at, at various stages. We are already working in, in countries like uh, Morocco and United Arab Emirates and uh, Saudi Arabia on, on uh, matching programs. So things are going quite well. Really fascinating stuff. Some some really good news as well, and I love that it's uh it's it's homegrown, and uh, you know that that uh, you're you're planning on possibly moving some of the production of it as well. Donald, let's chat again in a few months when we have uh, uh, some of the results of of your testing, and uh, we'll certainly be watching this closely. Thank you for joining us this afternoon. Thank you so much for having me. It's a real pleasure. Take care. That's Donald McCaffrey, the president and CEO of Resverlogics, who have been working on this drug, apabetalone, for 20 years plus, and it's seeing some um, some good results when it comes to treating uh, COVID patients and certainly the inflammation that comes along with it. We'll keep you updated right here on 6:30, Chad.